anymore because you'd expect oh my now. god it's pretty funny do we all need to clap at the same time no 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 i'll sort it out somehow um yes Ow. mike so <laughs> we, we should call you out before the show continues so you asked us hey do you want to start the show a little bit early and then like you know oh yeah I'm maybe you know and then i'm like oh yeah yeah let's start early and then we couldn't get in contact with you. Yeah, well, because you're like, no, I can't. I, it's going to have to be at, at the time. when I didn't say, no, it. I can't. I said, I'm busy right now, but most likely You said most time. likely night. So then I'm like, all right, well, I better take a nap because I was feeling really tired. <laughs> so I took a nap. This is like one of the most mic things that you could do. <laughs> I, I think. sleep. <laughs> and before that, before that, uh, I changed my girlfriend's background. To, to a couple of girls making out, okay. but but I left I left the actual normal screen, so so the actual lock screen, left it as the cat, <laughs> still our cat. This is what I worry when. So Mike then, when you the unlock show. it, boom, it comes up. It's brilliant. Only that would be a normal activity for you, Mike. Like you're saying that like this just the most mundane thing you've done. Yeah, pretty much. I do that every day. A normal Sunday for me. Yeah. Also cleaned up behind yeah. me. Didn't you used to have like a poster on your wall of like yeah. the no. kiss or whatever that famous oh, poster kiss, was? Yeah, yeah, it was right. a famous. It was a famous photo. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get back on track. Let's just jump straight into the next segment. All right, all right. <laughs> what all right. have you been playing this week, Mike? Okay, so I've been playing a bit of Salt and Sacrifice, Ooh. which is the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary that I've uh, clocked a little while ago. Big fan. Uh, played it on multiple platforms. Last I played it on the Switch. Um, it's Look, it's the same kind of game. A little bit different, though, in the way it's been set up. Um, it, it's kind of like how you have Dark Souls 1 going to Dark Souls 2. Certain mechanics are a bit different. Um, this has actually taken a certain bit from Dark Souls. So um, when you die, you lose a chunk of your health um, until you use an item to get it back to 100%. So it took it straight out of the Dark Souls book. Um, and it's got some other interesting elements that the original didn't, uh, such as these these mage hunts. So you, you sort of have to chase these, I think it's actually playing right now, chase these little mages across the screen um, in order to, to defeat them and their, and their little minions, which is a cool little mechanic so far. I don't, I don't know how well it's been received in general online. Um, I don't think it's been received as well as the original, what I've seen so far, but... I've had quite a quite a bit of fun with it so far. Um, it's also made me want to go back to the original on Switch. So I, I mm. sort of played around with that with a different class. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a really cool game. Did, did you have a question, Swinning? Uh, no, I was just going to say, so the, the other week I called you out for using the, the term clocked, you know, <laughs> as being a bit outdated. Now, okay. every single play, PlayStation have published their ultimate list of popular gaming-related terms, and guess what's not on the list? Mm. Clocked is not on their list, what? and it's it is pretty comprehensive. It's actually a it is a pretty good list. I'll, I'll share you a link, Mike, if you haven't seen it. And clocked's not on it. Clocked is not on it. I think clocked is not a US term, now. right? <laughs> like I, I think it must it's be a modern term. <laughs> Well, no, it's definitely not. It's a an early mid nineties term. Yeah, it's for well, old people like us. I'm gonna keep saying clocked. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've noticed that you now always say clocked since since when you pointed it out. You've yeah, really been subconsciously, saying it all the time. I'm not intentionally saying it. So, uh, and there is another game I played. We'll, oh, we'll okay. keep. You can keep the B roll going if you want. That's fine. Um, there not is if it's a game different game. There's no point. That I played. 
I've played a little bit of. So you know how you know how I am a man of uh, a no man principles? of my word and principles. No, you're not. <laughs> and there's there's a little blacklist I've been keeping of all the games and of all the companies that I've completely blacklisted, blacklist. and I will never ever buy anything from them again and ever play again. And do you guys remember Gran Gran Turismo? Can, Mike, can we yeah. as, like we'll do a post show or whatever, but. Let's like actually create a proper blacklist. Yeah, I want to see this list. I'll have a blacklist. But you're okay. saying never ever like don't yeah. give yourself some leniency. Like you may, okay. they may well, write their wrongs. You might, well, they, they might, might be they may write exactly. So, so you know how I I returned Gran Turismo in protest because I was really peed off at <laughs> what they did. Put your smokes on the street with bloody well, Gran Turismo. I was I was just walking down the street thinking, oh man, has it been long enough that I've blacklisted these guys for? Is it time that I buy myself another copy? It's like three weeks. Yeah, three weeks seemed enough. <laughs> I think they learned their lesson, to be honest. I mean, how many more weeks do you need to 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 do that for? So, uh, yeah, so I ended up getting Gran Turismo again. So I've been playing what? A, li- a little bit of that. <laughs> I just he's a man. He's a man, he's a man of man his of word. Pr- <laughs> he's a man of principles. A man of principles. <laughs> and that's me. That's my week. That's funny, man. <laughs> how about you, Antigua? Cool. Uh, yeah, so I have been playing Switch Sports. Did you clock and, it? Uh, well, it's not really... I guess... I'm not sure how you would define that. I think maybe you could argue getting the pro league ranking of A in all the sports as like 100%ing it, potentially. You could say mm. that. Mm, um, yeah. But I unironically love this game. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I've, I think this is the game. This is the game to play after Elden Ring. Wow. This is like the antithesis in a weird way, on the same dimension though as Elden Ring. It's Does it have spirit summons? Uh, yes, in tennis you have to you summon <laughs> the mimic tier, and you have to play two characters, and you control nice. both. <laughs> but no, it's very fun. I like I've been listening to podcasts and just playing bowling, and it's also it just gets in your head as well. Like I was I was watching a few videos on how do you do consistent strikes in the game. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna get good at this. And then literally I tried, like, I'm like, okay, now I'll try this technique that they're talking about. And I got like 260 or something, right? I got eight strikes in a row or some crazy number. I'm Damn. like, oh, I've, I've broken this game. Sweet. I went to play online and then they don't have, they have variations with bowling. So it's like normal bowling and then like obstacle bowling almost, right? So I'm like, oh, damn, this is kind of throwing me because I have to like now, you know, aim differently, do all that stuff. Then it gets back to normal bowling. I'm like, here, I'm going to clean this up. And it's like, I'm off. Like, it threw me off. And I never could recapture the magic. <laughs> so it's like, kind of gets in your head in that way. But it's just, it's really fun. The soccer part of it is so much like Rocket League. It's friggin' insane. There's even goal explosions and you can get different ones. And I do find I'm always playing defense because everyone's just like chasing the ball. Um, but it is very inconsistent though. Like, that's where it's completely different to Rocket League. <laughs> So it does feel sometimes you're like, oh my God, like I didn't, like that, how did it go in that direction? It makes zero sense. So have you been playing this with, with your family? Uh, yeah, 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 a little bit, but like a bit by myself, a bit with the family, so. I was just wondering how, how it is for, you know, for younger kids, you know, I know some of the games are pretty simple, but the other, some of them might be a little trickier. So. Soccer is like not, soccer to me is not like a party game. All the other games are like party games. Like they don't real. Oh, volleyball's a bit. Volleyball's tutorials a bit too full on. Like it go, mm. it takes forever to get through. 
because um, I know you've got to like do a certain action when it's like coming down on top of the ball yeah. down and stuff. So. so the phases and stuff, but like the sword yeah. one, what is it, Chumbro or whatever it's called? Um, bowling, of course, tennis, badminton. They're all like very easy for people to get their head around really quickly. And I'm looking forward to when golf comes out later. So, like I said, I unironically love this game. It's really, very fun. And I've just been so busy this week. I haven't had a chance to play anything else, but it is a very good game in that way. And I tell you what, like Fire Emblem Three Houses is not the game to play after Elden Ring if you want to <laughs> go into It's way harder than Elden Ring, the DLC. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I started to map out the battle. Like, where am I going to move all my troops? Because it's, it's, there's RNG in, in Fire Emblem, but, you know, strategically there are ways that you should move and shouldn't, and it's like... It's getting too crazy. Like, I'm just freaking trying to get through the game. You are certainly getting your money's worth out of this DLC with how long <laughs> it's taking you to get through this it's, fucking thing. It's crazy. I've got 110 hours in that game, Fire Emblem. It's like In the DLC alone. <laughs> I know. I genuinely think I've added 20 hours. I've only beaten a few levels. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? But yeah, how about you, Sweeney? Look, I've actually been playing quite a bit. You guys have kind of breezed through your sections, so it's time to, to pick <laughs> it up a bit with me. I've got a few things to talk about. But the first thing I wanted to say is I've got an update from mm. my Swinny rant last episode. So last episode I ranted about Microsoft delisting Final Fantasy X and X2 Remaster that was on Game Pass and all this bullcrap. And then I think the two days later, they relisted it again and all is right for the world. I bought it instantly. Ah. Microsoft listened to my rant. That's exactly why they relisted it. It's all because of me. It's got nothing Thanks, to do Phil. with the long thread on Microsoft's support forums. Nothing totally to do with not. that. It's all me. It's all the big wig podcast. So. Indeed. Nice. Very happy with that. But that, that was so, kind of like what I said, right? That it, I think someone just stuffed up and they'll reinstate it. Well, I even said yeah, on the show that. that there were theories that people thought it was a mistake. Yeah. You know, we didn't know. We really didn't. So it's good That's to true. know that that was likely the case. So yeah. in terms of stuff I've been playing, so I'll get into some stuff for Game Pass. And the first one, I'm going to sum this game up in one sentence. The game is seven days to die. And the one oh. sentence is seven minutes to uninstall this bitch. This game. <laughs> it's about how long it took one, me, yes. <laughs> one of the worst games I've ever played. So that, that seven days to die, um, you know, probably the ugliest game on Xbox. It's horrible. I, yeah, it's the game, pretty bad. They're shutting the servers down in September and they just added this game to Game Pass. It's like, why the fuck would you do that? It's just weird. Huh. Anyway, um, so seven days to die. I'm not a fan. It's a zombie survival game. Um, if you're into those, maybe you'll like it. I am not. Cool. The next game is <laughs> Lost in Random. So I've been wanting to try this for a while. I was adding the Game Pass a few weeks ago. The concept was quite intriguing to me. So it's a world based on like chance and RNG. So, you know, like the, it, it's basically it's all about, you know, that you've got a little dice companion. So it, all the themes are to do with randomness, which I think is just really, really neat idea. But I wasn't sure what kind of game it was um, when I went into it. Now, in the footage, if you're watching on YouTube, you can kind of see it is like it's an action game, but then it's also got a really cool combat twist where your dice companion throughout the battle will get power and then you can kind of like freeze the battle, take roll this, this dice buddy and he'll give you cards. And then those cards turn into weapons that you use in the real-time combat. And it's kind of like this really cool flow it actually works really really well i was actually a little quite impressed by it um it to me like the idea of, of using taking action combat and mixing it with cards 
is not too far off from I think it's Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, but I wasn't fan of the way that they did in this game. I thought I think Lost and Random is much cooler with it. But it's got like it look, it's it's the game is a very like Tim Burton esque meet you know vibe to it, crossed with maybe the labyrinth. So it's it's pretty trippy. It's not honestly for a lot of kids, it's probably a little bit too scary for younger kids to watch because it does have some really kind of grotesque monsters and mm. things. But some of the character designs are pretty cool. Mm. But uh yeah, I quite liked it. Um, the only thing is, I don't think it clicked with me enough to draw me away from the other games that I want to play. But if you, if you, you know, up for something different and you're into kind of like Tim Burton style, you know, worlds, then you might enjoy Lost and Random. So, this, look, nice. this looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, the next game. Oh man, this game, Norco. Um, I'd heard positive things about this game, but I had no idea what I was in store for when I loaded it up. I knew it was some form of adventure game. It's pretty new. It came out in March. It's only available on on PC, and it's on PC Game Pass only. But what is it? So it's a super stylized adventure game. Not really like a point-and-click, traditional point-and-click, though. You know, you do, you, you're moving scene to scene with a cursor, selecting things and things like that. So there's elements of it, and you, you have an inventory, but it's not really like... Definitely nothing like a, a, a LucasArts or Sierra-style adventure game, or, or, you know, at all. But basically, they mix it in with, um, you know, really unique mechanics. So, it just had it in the footage there, but they actually mix in rhythm-based mechanics and even things like um, memorization. And there's there's even, like, combat in this game. It's quite odd. But even the puzzles and the gameplay mechanics, just, they're really, really unique. And just, look, I think, I know you're not the biggest fan of point-and-click games, especially like, you know, we talked about Full Throttle and there's something about the way those games are designed that just probably doesn't doesn't sit right with you all the time. This is different, so I think that you'd like this more than those kind of games. Mm. But man, this, this world and this story is so oddball and so unique. Like and the story starts sim- pretty simply. Like you're a woman coming back to the hometown, which is um, Norco in Louisiana, after her mother died, and basically you get embroiled in this conspiracy to do with like a local corporation that's kind of taken over the town with factories and stuff. And it's kind of like near future esque. So there's definitely some stuff that's like sci-fi, but it's also kind of like suburb suburban America as well. Mm-hmm. But this game just oozes style, and the audio design is just like phenomenal like just it's one of the best sounding games i've played in ages just in terms of how they use music and it's i I think it's absolutely gorgeous as well really nice pixel art it's actually got a crt filter that normally crt filters are very miss for me so they don't really add to it i think this actually improves the overall look Mm. um and it's it's not on by default so but i i'm quite far into the game i actually would have probably beaten it um if it wasn't for the next game on my list that, that kind of drew me away from it i highly recommend this game um especially anyone wanting a cool unique game mike i think you'd really enjoy this mm. it's actually currently if you don't if you don't count the different versions of Elden ring it's currently the sixth highest ranking on metacritic for the year oh, so wow. it's very very well received okay cool, cool and if you take away like the god of war port and i think like stanley parable because it's obviously a re-release of, mm. of sorts it's like the you know fourth so wow. it's very high high highly rated so norco i think is a fantastic game mm, okay good recommendation but, yeah the 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 reason why i didn't play more of it is because of 
Ayudan Chronicle Rising. So oh. this is the game that I have been playing the most this week. Um, I've beaten this game. It's not super long, but I probably put about 15 to 20 hours into it. If the name Ayudan Chronicle sounds familiar at all, it's probably because there was a huge massive Kickstarter for a game called Ayudan Chronicles 100 Heroes, which is basically a spiritual successor to the Suikoden series from, from Konami. That Kickstarter, which we covered on the show on episode two of the podcast, so wow. back in July 2020, <laughs> that, that Kickstarter raised 5.3 million Australian and had like 47,000 backers. So wow. huge Kickstarter, at the, one of the biggest um, in a long time. But that isn't this game. What this game is, is basically like an action RPG because Suikoden is like a turn-based or like 100 Heroes will be a turn-based RPG. This is like an introduction to the world. So it's like a smaller game in a different style that wasn't part of the Kickstarter, but they're using to obviously introduce people into the world. So it's published by 505 Games, developed by uh, Rabbit and Bear. So that's a new studio. It's also working on the Kickstarter game. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game. So it's like a fun, lighthearted action RPG where you're building up a town, you're completing quests, you're entering dungeons, like, and the same kind of dungeons, but you're progressing further in each time. It's got some light Metroidvania elements in terms of you'll unlock abilities that then can crack down like certain rocks to then get into another part of the dungeon. But what real, what I enjoyed about this game that is not going to appeal to everyone is this game is basically fetch quest the game. The entire game <laughs> is the entire game is built around the concept. So you know how you've got games where you're like, oh, it's got lots of fetch quests. I think it's different when you when the whole game and the the progression of the, well, the character. Main, the and main quest is the fetch quest. Exactly. <laughs> like, like there's a main, there's definitely main quest, but the whole like hook of the game is you you're in the town, you accept like a whole bunch of quests at once, and you go out into the dungeons, you you complete all the requirements, you take all the stuff back, you hand them all at the same time, and when you do, the shops get upgraded then you can upgrade your character more, get new tools, and things like that. So it's like a whole loop that I actually find really enjoyable, but it is definitely go there, collect 10 of those. Go there, find that one item that's just spawned in for this quest. So it is very fetch questy. So for some people, they might may tire of that after a few hours. I, I enjoyed it, but I understand it's not going to be for everyone. But I think it's it's a nice looking game. I think it looks ni definitely nicer in motion with um, scrolling backgrounds and everything than uh, stills. But the it's got a different visual style to 100 Heroes. 100 Heroes is actually like the HD 2D style of like Octopath Traveler and things. This is much closer to, I guess, you know, a bit more of a traditional look. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this game. Um, yeah, I beat 100% just before, so uh, I think I'll be moving back to Norco soon. Nice. So. Nice man, nice, nice. Oh. On your quest to play every single Game Pass game that's available at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm catching up a little bit, but it's tough. It's tough. What happens if you do get into a spot where they exit a whole bunch of games similar to what they did with Final Fantasy X and Ten Two? Well, I don't know. It depends on depends on the game whether or not I'll uh, bite the bullet and purchase anything or not. <laughs> mm, well, you don't you have know, to finish it. You just have to play a really them, good game. Technically. But like the Hitman trilogy is a series I wouldn't mind owning. So if, yeah. that, if that leaves before I give the, that a really good shot, I'm like, okay, well, I, I'll buy the Hitman games. You know, that's um, fair enough. Can you let so. me know when you play that? I, I want to give it a crack as well. Yeah, let me know when you play it. I've always been meaning to. 
Well, Hitman Party. Yeah, we'll play Hitman yeah. 3. Woo. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the news. So there have been two massive Xbox exclusive that have been delayed, including the highly anticipated Starfield. Bethesda Game Studio shared the disappointing news in a statement this week, quote, We've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that they receive the best, most polished versions of them. End quote. Starfield was originally slated for November 11, 2022, this year, and Redfall was penned for a September release window. Swinney. The massive loss in the in the console wars for you. This is a you know battle of Normandy. <laughs> I as as much as the uh, the light right above my head, yes, you know, go, goes against these words. <laughs> I I am not an Xbox fanboy. Oh, it's it back is, on. Oh. This is a loss. Yeah, because they relisted Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> it's the canon. This this is I think a loss in general for anyone obviously looking forward to the next Bethesda game. You know, um, because a lot of people would have been able to play it on PC even if they you know were mainly a PlayStation or mm. owner. Obviously, for as long as they had a PC to run it. This this is this really sucks, but also not surprising for me. Um, and the last thing anybody wants is a Bethesda soft, software game to be released <laughs> yep. before it's ready. Mm. So yeah, I mean, they like I only recently played um, uh, 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 what's it called Skyrim. Skyrim sorry, um, and. That's a buggy mess, and I'm playing it like ten years after it came out. Right, so it's amazing how many bugs there still are, <laughs> even though it's up to the twentieth edition now. I bet, like this, I, the one part that is super damning about this, and then we'll get back to the games and everything. But you know, I know you've got the note here, Swinny, but effectively, what it means is that after two years, this is what it'll end up being, as far as we understand it. After two years of the Series X being on sale, there's still not one single first party exclusive that's like only on the series x hmm. like like i was actually putting up a graphic i was like designing it so i'm like just for my own benefit to understand right hmm. playstation 5 what are the exclusive you know you got the returnals ratchet and clank you know spider-man remastered i started to put it all together then i started looking through the series x i'm like wait a second is there literally not one single game that is exclusive to Series X, and I had to get you to confirm it. Like Mike, yeah. like don't you think that's a cr- a crazy stat yeah. that there are zero games that you need a Series X to play? You could literally play like PC or Xbox yeah, One or PS Five. Yeah. I just think that's it, crazy, man. I think it's super crazy, and I think I think it's it's a testament to the fact that mine's just sitting there catching dust as a result of that. Mm. Because unless I want to sit on the couch and get the benefits of having it on the TV, I'm better off just playing on the PC. And I know not everyone will do that, obviously, because yeah. not everyone's got a PC that I guess is equivalent to being able to play those games. But because of that, there's just no incentive for me to jump on and actually use it. It's just sitting there catching dust. Mm. It's a bit yeah. of a shame. I think when it comes to third-party releases, that's that's really damning in general. The fact that there's no games that you can just play on a series x really hmm. but when it comes to first party i'm not surprised at all because microsoft said f- from the beginning at least you know we didn't know how long it would be but basically each game would be available to play on 
Xbox One and Series X. Yeah. So they said that they said that before Series X, Series X came out, but now we're seeing, for instance, Starfield will be on Xbox One, but it seems like it will probably be via streaming. So it's like via that's streaming. the direction. So well, potentially Whoa. that's what I just found uh, was looking up then because I was like, was Starfield actually announced for it? Um, but anyway, mm. like I think that that will allow them to that statement to remain true because doesn't mm. it, technically it's playable on Xbox. It's just one. It's <laughs> just not the way you want, probably want it to. And they only committed that to f- the first two years from memory because I remember was it like two years wasn't. Okay. I believe it was two years, and I remember uh, what's his name, Jim Ryan. I always want to say. Jim Ryan or what's the other version? Jack Ryan. Jack Jim Ryan's the Ryan's 24 guy. CIA. <laughs> but I think Jim Ryan was like having a go. It's kind of like, well, we want next-gen games on the next-gen console. And then they reverted <laughs> back because of the, you know, the chip shortage and started to port their games back to the PS4. But I don't like, I get that it's like a really interesting strategic move, but for someone who's like pretty casual to Xbox now, having zero games... Like, there's zero compelling reasons for me to go... Like, there is, like, zero reason why I should get a Series X, right? I've got a PC that's kind of the equivalent, and I've got a PS5. If you have a PC, there's zero reason, yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying for me, personally, right? Yeah. But I find, like, that's a really weird position to be in. Um, and, you know, the other thing I was going to say, Swinney, is, like, it does... Like, I'm kind of amazed at the marketing job that Xbox have done. Because when you kind of go, like, look at the tail of the tape... They totally botched the Halo Infinite launch. Hmm. Like, yeah, of course. I, I genuinely wanted to play the multiplayer of that game, and it's so buggy. And, you know, for the folks that actually can play it and it works, there's just no content. Like, you know, it's taken forever for the new season to come out, and it's pretty light on content still. And then the other one is I wanted to play co-op, and then they came out, like, only recently, but it's kind of like the buzz is already over. Hmm. So has, th- it even, has it actually come out already? Oh, I thought it had. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so, I would know. still enjoy the I think experience. they were saying it was coming soon. Oh, my God. So it's still not out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to... Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. It's August. That's, in- <laughs> that's yeah. insane, oh, man. man. Yeah. I must have been thinking about something else that it was doing. That's but just so bad, man. What I said before about, like, that I wasn't surprised, it doesn't mean that, look, obviously it's super disappointing. Like, yeah. any new next generation should have games that really really make you go i need that new console i'm very happy i upgraded because yeah. there's games like assassin's Creed valhalla and cyberpunk and tales oh, yeah. of arise that run Probably. so much better on on these new consoles but there's nothing like you know a ratchet and clank a return or uh you know like any though, there's nothing like those kind of games. Even Days Gone that I've been playing, you know, it's an exclusive for PlayStation, obviously. Well, it's on Tom PC now as well, but so yeah, I guess that equation's a bit the same, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, but, like, but, but for a while that, it wasn't, you know. No, for... but you can play them on your PS4. What I'm saying is, yeah. there's no, there's nothing you can only play on an Xbox. No, yeah. even from a console standpoint. Yeah, you know, Xbox Series X. There are mm. decent games on the PS5 that you can only play on a PS5, and there's yeah. no other place to play it. Like Ratchet yeah. and Clank, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But it's a decent game. And Returnal, I really want to get into that. Decent game. Demon's Souls, still it's the only place you can play that remake. Awesome, awesome remake. So, mm. I mean, that's just a short list of it. It's, I don't know. It's really weird. I find like I don't understand what Xbox is doing apart from just trying to get their shit together in terms of like get a release schedule of quality games. But like I keep saying this, they just not have, they have not demonstrated they can do that. 
like Bungie leaving Halo, the Halo games have like dropped in quality. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I'm still waiting to see like the pipeline of games coming from them that are decent. I hope they don't infect other studios like id and stuff like that, who are on a really good role. So yeah, but um, look like uh, just on Starfield, like, I'd much rather them delay it. Like I'd rather, I feel like it's not enough of a delay. Like well, it, depends. it depends on what. I don't, yeah, the how long they've already cooked it for as well. Yeah, but because like, it might have been in the oven for a while. Kind of like six months so. delay is not very long, right? Well, well we not... don't we don't know six months. We we yeah. know it could be up to six months. Mm. So yeah. like, it's a very good chance it'll probably be March. April, but I mean, when when was May, the last you know? major game they did? It's it's been years. Is it Fallout Four? No, so uh, like Fallout seventy six and Elder Scrolls Online are the two games. But they didn't make those games. Yeah. Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, like the Todd Howard part of it, wasn't. Oh well, it's still. But Beth- I'm still saying that's still oh. Bethesda to me. Like I breaking <laughs> but, it up on teams within Bethesda, like it's still Bethesda to me. Um, if you want to say Todd Howard, then maybe it's Fallout Four. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what his involvement was in Fallout uh, Seventy Six. But if you're talking like single player AAA tentpole titles and Fallout Four, definitely was the last yeah. game for me. And how long ago was that? That was like. Monster time ago, right? Damn. Yeah, that's been a while. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, like, uh, like I was really looking forward to it late in the year. Obviously, this just pretty much means Elden Ring is going to be game of the year. <laughs> like, that's going to be one of the most undisputed game of the years. I mean, what maybe, else is going to threaten it? Maybe. Who knows? Like, maybe Final Fantasy 16 will come out this year. And maybe. That's be it. Awesome. Yeah, we that, don't that know. Be, so, that could be. That could be. Um, I just want to say as well that, look, they've got their showcase in mm. next month. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that they could say, okay, this is, you know, they, they they desperately need a game for the holidays because even like Redfall getting delayed, we didn't touch on that. That would That's not the game that is going to move the needle at all as much as I like Arcane. Mm. Um, they need something for the holidays. So we'll see if they come to the, the you know. Yeah. Come with it. And you also wonder, are they just going to try to buy something or like buy some exclusivity for Game Pass, right? Like some game well, that's prob- on the fence or something. They'll probably do that anyway, but you're right. They'll probably mm. throw more money at that than they'd planned. Mm. So. You think they would, right? Um, mm. And just to do the early hype, so that, that showcase, that Xbox showcase, will be uh, streaming that live reaction, right, Swinny? Yep. Like 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Nerds. Oh yes, sorry. We're passionate about gaming, Mike. <laughs> Apologies. A, that's to me. That's my favorite event of the year. So yeah. um, I wouldn't miss that. So I think my favorite event is now the the game the game awards, just because it's like so cringy and funny, and like there are good announcements every year. So all right, and, the, and whatever Nintendo does in June as well. Yeah, like their directs are the best. Even when it goes bad, it's quite funny. All right. Uh, after months of speculation, EA Sports are finally ditching the FIFA brand. Rumors began circulating back in October 2021, with both sides making. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was October. Sorry, I was getting confused. There. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, dude, I was saying 22. It's not October 22 yet, you idiot. No, making. Uh, so, so, with both sides making public statements soon after that, that they were negotiating their contract, EA CEO and Australian. Andrew Wilson stated back then that the FIFA license had been an impediment to their ambitions for the series and that, quote, FIFA is just the name on the box. Oh, that that mudslinging back then. (laughs) We didn't really talk about that outside of one min, but, oh, man. 
that is at that point you're like they are not going forward with this. Well, that were they were they were FIFA. So I've heard other podcasts who went way deeper on this stuff, and they had on good authority that FIFA were basically asking for a lot more money. And I think a EA kind of fairly enough. Like if I was putting myself in EA shoes, it's like you were literally giving us nothing. And also they uh, they didn't allow them to do a bunch of stuff that they potentially wanted to do because for whatever reason. FIFA is a super corrupt organization. Like to have an organization that's more corrupt Allegedly. than EA is like amazing, right? Um, but yeah, so now it's official. Beginning 2023, EA Sports are rebranding their soccer slash football series to quote EA Sports FC. Good name, I think. Good Meaning name. football uh, club. I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. So still Obvious release. Choice, but good. They'll still release the next 2022 FIFA title, which I believe is also the World Cup title, which, you know, it's a little bit more glitzy. Um, but yeah, boys, this is uh, this is uh, pretty interesting. Do you think, Swinney? It is. Like that 30 years is wild. Like I remember playing FIFA 94 on the SNES, mm. you know, like that's, that's crazy. Like that's how yeah. much of an That's the one I was thinking about are, in the intro, know? yeah. So it's it they've had a I'd say they've had a good run because obviously they've the they're one of the biggest games in the industry. Um but I don't know, like the fact that look, we're about to get into it, you know, pe- the people that are into FIFA games like and maybe the more casual people will be like, Oh, when's the next when's the next FIFA coming out? Yeah. And they'll be like EA Sports F C and then potentially another game that's called FIFA. So mm. it's like, oh, what is gonna happen there? It's gonna be interesting. So, like, just on that, so, and I'll use this example, because I think there's three games that I can think of that fall into this category. Madden, FIFA, and Call of Duty. That people, I I, I go to game stores all the time, and it's crazy. I even overheard it the other day, that someone was like, hey, i got to get that FIFA game, right? And I think Madden's not as popular. We're in Australia, so really here it's FIFA and Call of Duty, in my opinion, that they're the two big game franchises, just... People walk in like a mum goes, I gotta go get Call of Duty. And they're just like, oh, here's the latest one, Vanguard. Go take it, right? Same as FIFA. And you look at Call of Duty and the fact that, you know, the Black Ops series, it's like pretty much its own distinct series, but they'll still keep the Call of Duty title. So it's like Call of Duty colons, Black Ops 4 colons, blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, any other series, you just split it off. But that Call of Duty name's so powerful. That I kind of look at this and go, well, they're removing FIFA. It's like, yeah, how much sales are they going to lose? Like, uh, they'll lose some, but at the same a time, a lot, man, not some. The amount of money that FIFA are asking for, hmm. you know what they should have done mm. to be clever about this? They should have instead of calling it EA Sports FC, they should have called it EA Sports, the acronym FIFA. So like football, <laughs> <You idiot>. something. <laughs> Yeah, get away with that one. <laughs> so just going back to their licensing. So with EA Sports FC licensing, quote, our unique licensing portfolio of more than 19,000 plus players, 700 plus teams, 100 plus stadiums, and 30 leagues will still all be there. So how does that work? So I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not huge into, into soccer, aka football. How does the licensing thing... So what exactly is the FIFA thing? Is it just a name, literally? Do they still have direct license with all the different football clubs? Are they still allowed to yeah. use player names? So it's... So, if, yeah, soccer's crazy, work? right? FIFA is the international body. So mm-hmm. I don't believe you could ever say the World Cup. 
So they won't have like EA Sports FC World Cup or something like that, right? Okay. Like that's it's same as uh, Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl is like a highly like protected name. Even like some shows don't even use the word Super Bowl because they can get like taken down by the NFL. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. They they use Superb Owl. Yeah, the Superb mm. Owl or the Big Game. They go the Big Game. The Big Game. Right? Okay, it's right. crazy, right? So I think they're gonna lose all of that stuff. But you're right. Like that, and that's their contention that it's. Well, what are you giving us? Because a lot of the mm. leagues, they do individual deals with them. So you see that with, um, what's Konami's football game, Swinney? I can't remember because they keep well, changing the name of it. it used to be called Pro, Ev- Pro Evo, Pro Evo but that's I right. can't remember what they renamed. All I know is the it's last one shit the bed. It's called e- E-Football. Yeah, it completely shit the bed, that's what it was. Yeah, but it is picking up. So that game is like top three most downloaded games in Europe. Like mm. they've actually kept improving it. So... Like, you know, and we'll go on to, like, what FIFA's doing, which I think is awesome, like, how they've kind of, like, called it out. So FIFA are like, we're going to keep producing FIFA branded games without EA. So the president, uh, Gianni Infantino, insisted that only games carrying the official FIFA license would be, quote-unquote, credible. (laughs) And that, quote, I can assure you that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. End quote. Quite a big claim. <laughs> so yeah, they're, like they're in discussions with like, you know, other folks. You'd think the first call they're going to make is with Konami, right? Or 2K. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Probably, 2K yeah. to me, the ones that like Konami, obviously they have that, they already have that property. Yeah. But I think 2K would just be like, we need to get on this, you know, like... Oh, definitely. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Gianni must have done some research on this, but <laughs> cre- sure creating does. a football game from scratch isn't that easy. Like, this well, is this is 30 years worth of development on this particular series. It's It's a lot of technology that goes into this, a lot of money that's gone into actually making the game what it is. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be as easy for a new player just to come in and quickly do do a really good game. Well, unless it's someone like 2K that's got the experience. Well, Mike, apparently they already have, according to him, multiple apparently. non-simulation FIFA, ga- FIFA non-simulation, games. Non-simulation, right. Already under production and will launch Q3 this year. Which I'm wow, like, how is that? How mobile is that games. That I don't know. What the hell are they? Maybe it's I'm mobile. I'm curious now. I'm Maybe. Really curious. Like I think, action games. I, th- I think that was a separate deal because that's what the skinned. that's what the NFL have done recently. Like they're yeah. starting to make arcade games, and same as NBA, NBA with the Trailblazers <laughs> in that space by making more cartoony, not like arcadey, yeah, NBA games. Like of recent times, I'm not talking about like the NBA jams of the world, but I, I agree with Mike. I feel like I I honestly think Konami is the only place that could execute and not completely like flop. And almost so much, like, I'll, I'll say this statement. I feel like they almost need to go to Konami because Pro Evo Soccer, it was very highly regarded. And a lot of people who play these football games, I don't play them. They actually like Pro, Pro Evo more than FIFA. It's just FIFA's got the people, the brand, the hmm. the energy and the momentum behind it. So, I, like, if I was these dudes and these guys are crazy, these FIFA guys, right? Because like, they're on a gravy train, right? Just getting licensing money for doing nothing. And then they gave it up. It's insane. But I, I feel like they need to go to Konami and go, look, we need to dust off the last version of Pro Evo and pump in like $100 million to get this up and running. Because I feel like if they can release a game that's super competent, like FIFA 23, people will go, 
Maybe I'm just going to stay with FIFA. I feel like they've got one shot to do that. Well, FIFA 23 will be the EA game that's releasing this year, potentially. Well, you said oh, it might sorry, be World yeah, Cup, I mean 24, yeah. whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like I think they have an opportunity to do that, but I, for me, only think they have one shot to do that. And you know what? I want to ask a question. Okay. On PlayStation Plus, it was a surprise, but FIFA 22 went on as a free game. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is this got something to do with it? Like, they've, like, Mm. tried to get a free game on there, and they'll, like, maybe try to use it as a vehicle in the future to advertise EA Sports FC? No idea. I I don't know if previous EA Sports games have been on PS Plus or anything. Some, but not not, not consistently. The game to be on there. That's the crazy part. When I saw that, I was shocked. I'm thinking, what? They're giving the latest, greatest in the series? Obviously, the catch being that you're going to pe- spend money on microtransactions because it's what they're in sure. for. But still, a free game. But they haven't the done it one. like this, this early. So I think it was mm. happened one time before with maybe NBA or something like that. But yeah, this one was surprising. And I was thinking, it's got to be something to do with this deal because it's EA and- as a publisher, like their decision. So yeah, look, I'm going to be fascinated to see how that falls out because uh, there's some big, big dollars on the line there. All right. The saga of the Duke Nukem Forever has had an encore this week with the 2001 prototype of the game leaking online. As you may see... Oh, wait, this is not the right one. <laughs> well, that's also mm. ha- having a development saga of its own. <laughs> that Some, is someone's put the wrong number in here. Gameplay. <laughs> um, so, and, and by the way, with this B-roll, if you're watching uh, YouTube, I had to heavily edit this because there was some very naughty B-roll. Mm, that naughty bits. <laughs> which potentially take down our channel. Um so uh, this game was in development hell for 14 years at 3D Realms with multiple overhauls and game engines. Eventually, Gearbox Software purchased the IP and finished the game in 2011 with an overwhelming reaction of being disappointment. It didn't even make our 2011 Game of Some Other Year 26 game shortlist. I mean, that's the most 20, damning. 26 games. And it, I actually listened back and we spent all of about 10 seconds debating. <laughs> We're like, Duke Nukem Forever? Nah. <laughs> nah. And look, I actually don't think Duke Nukem Forever is, is as bad as most people think. No, but that, that is pretty. That that's pretty damning. It's also... Testament to how good 2011 was. But. Yeah, well, 20, it's, it's yeah, about as bad as the same. gun that it's in the B roll right now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> useless. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, the prototype of this game uh, was from the 2001 build of the game, a version heavily promoted in the popular trailer from, or oh, at E2 2001. Oh. <laughs> the build contained many unfinished but playable levels, including locations features that would be included in the final 2011 game. What, what are you reading? It says E3. What are you <laughs> yeah, right. I was thinking to myself, wow, this is so old. E3 was known as E2 back then. <laughs> Damn. Tell you what, I for a 2001 game, that didn't look too bad. I mean, clearly it's not finished. Well, it's not... You've got to look back at 2001, man. 2001, that was a long time ago, 20 years ago. So this was looks... just before Halo, mm. basically. Like, that's the kind of era we're talking about. To me, that so... looks better than Halo. That's that's the kind of... Well, it's on kind of PC, first of I know it's on PC I don't know about well. that. Calm down, but dude. honestly, honestly... Stand, stand down. Stand it's, down. It's weird. So, I... 
I could I could have seen that as being something that they could have polished. It clearly wasn't finished. There was a lot of stuff they're missing. But at the same time, it was pretty pretty late in its development, if you look at, at the fact that it, it had a lot of stuff in there already. That I'm surprised they, they didn't continue going down that path. It, well, it they, didn't look that bad, you know they what did, I mean? They did continue going down that path for another 10 years. So, yeah, but like, I mean... It's crazy, like, th- because there's different sorry i know you're about to probably say something else but also say like there's different points in time where duke has kind of been at duke Nukem forever was like a different thing mm. and this was like the midpoint of that it was like an earlier version in like before i think it was like 99 or 2000 or something and then there was one later on this was but this is the one that most people remember so well this is well i i, I feel having seen the entire footage now of um of the the leaked stuff that you know, a bit more polish, another not even a year, maybe, because back in those days, I reckon another six months, a year tops, and there would have been a solid, fully finished game. So it's interesting that they didn't um, go ahead to do it. Yeah, mm. I've watched I've watched quite a bit of footage over the last few days of this. So I actually did track it down, but I I didn't have time to try. There was an error to to get it to run, so I didn't have time to try to resolve that. But it was. It, it's interesting how much they actually did retain in the Gearbox version. Like, the, the fact that you start in, like, Duke's penthouse and with all the, like, monuments to himself and then you go into a casino. The fact that it's got the ego meter, you know, mm. that you... And mm-hmm. in, Duke Nukem, in the 2011 one, it's like you level that out by, like, lifting weights and things like that. So it's interesting to see. It's such a weird microcosm of, like, the gaming industry, how this has gone. It's like, you know, it, it's like what what could have gone wrong went wrong and the fact that the end result was still something that people just weren't happy with is just it's so bizarre it's so interesting i i I do tend to agree with mike though and maybe it wasn't like the perfect game but at some point i don't know and maybe this is just the way my brain is wired you you sort of just have to get things out there at some point Hmm. and almost just like draw a line in the sand and just go okay well you know this is going to force us to shape things down or change things um because yeah what was it like 14 years like that's just insane like we're so old we played duke nukem 3d in like high school and it was like we were out of uni by the time duke nukem forever came out it's insane to think of it like that i wasn't allowed to use the computers in high school you guys remember that yeah yeah yeah. for six months because (laughs) i had a had a copy of the game so there was already a copy on some of the computers in the computer room i think i installed it and then, so must have been here. And then I brought the disc, and some year tens took the disc off me, started installing it on a bunch of different machines, traced it back to me. Was like, I didn't even do it, I just had the disc. And, and yeah, I was banned from using the computers for six months. So, so, so then I went on to get a computer science degree just to prove Mr. Neary, you fuckhead. Wrong. Hey, he was a good guy. He was a good... Hey, you're also doxing us. No, you wasn't. You're doxing us by saying that. I'll have to <laughs> scramble to like delete this stream. He banned me from from going on computers in a bloody computer class for six months. Remember, That's a shit teacher. He always had that shirt. What was it? The Stussy shirt or? Oh, I thought he had a Nike bag. I thought he had a Nike shirt. Yeah, Nike shirt, and he had like the yeah. sports car, but like the poor man's sports car. It was awesome. No, he, well, that sports car be worth a lot now. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway. true. So, so one thing that has happened with this leak coming out, it has uh, stirred up some old wounds. So I've actually... Does it come up? Yeah, Ooh. cool. We've got it coming yeah. up. Uh, so first up, 
Yeah. How do you say this guy's name? Greg Brassard. George. Oh, <laughs> I George. see Greg. Greg. <laughs> I've probably said his last name right, but not his first name. I think it's Brassard. I've always Brassard, said Brassard. yeah, yeah. Brassard. Yeah. Video Brassard. game vet, co-founded the original 3D Realms and Apogee. Do you say Apogee or Pogee? We have went through Apogee. this in our Apogee segment. <laughs> Let's not retread. I really can't remember. <laughs> you made Duke Duke of 3D and more likes to draw, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, quote uh, in his tweet, yes, the leak looks real. No, I'm not really interested in talking about it or retreading a painful past, you should heavily temper expectations. There is no real game to play, just a smattering of barely populated test levels. I have no knowledge who leaked this. Man, this was pretty bloody good for barely populated test levels, is all I can say. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> and I, all, yeah, I was all, impressed. All of the commentary, like in the, and we're not going to go through them because it's not like filtered, but like very negative like commentary back to him. Like, people are very much of the opinion they deserve something. <laughs> it's like they deserve the leak and get to see someone's, like, draft work. They got they got a game that got released, you know. Like, mm. that is all, like, not that people even deserve that, but a game was released. Sure, it's not the one that people wanted in 2001, but come on. Nintendo. Yeah. And I think it's like these fans have it in their head of, like, a game that never existed, really. But, like, it's as if it's it's there somewhere. It was just hidden. Yeah, and every, everything in that E3 trailer was essentially in this test build, but it was just obviously very heavily curated, mm. you know, just like all kind of E3 stuff is. You know? and, and we're becoming a bit of a, a tea, tea spilling channel, but it then yeah. provoked Scott Miller, who Scott Miller to me is always the guy that I think of if I think of like Apogee and 3D Realms. I think he's like names blasted over everything and he's still like related to it. So he uh, released a blog post about this. Should I read this out, Swinney? Rapidly? Yeah, I'll just say he's the other 3D Realms co-founder. Yeah. George yeah. Broussard is the other, like, they're the two halves. So the two key guys. So, quote, and this is uh, from his blog post titled, The Truth About Duke Nukem Forever. So, looks like someone has leaked a build of Duke Nukem Forever from 2001. Anyone expecting much of a playable game will be disappointed. The game's brilliant trailer from the period definitely overrepresented what was actually playable in the game. By the way, I have no idea who leaked the build or how they obtained it. Interesting they both said that, but parking that. Mm. Duke Nukem Forever in, is the game that destroyed 3D Realms and ended up getting the company sold to an investor in Denmark, where it's still based. While our games like Max Payne and Prey were keeping the company afloat, Duke Nukem Forever was a constant money pit for the company and eventually killed the original 3D Realm slash Apogee. In my opinion, while I was not part of the Duke Nukem Forever project, as a company owner, I have some good insights into the issues with the game's development. Number one, we were always understaffed by at least 50%. Number two, we did not have a good development roadmap. At least I never saw one. And instead, the project had ad-libbed too much. And number three, because of the game's slow development, when new 3D technology became available, the project, in effect, rebooted to make use of the newest tech, causing massive delays over and over. I recognize that the Duke Nukem Forever was in deep trouble back in 2004 and tried to get the entire game developed by a more experienced studio, Digital Extremes, now famous for Warframe. The owner was there was eager to take over Duke Nukem Forever from us and even had the blessing of our publisher at the time, Take-Two. But this idea was shut down internally. It turned out to be a fatal suicide shot. In the end, we worked out a deal to somehow barely save the project with Gearbox software 
and basically handed over the future of the Duke brand to them and the idea that they'd finished the game. A year or so later, it was released. It's a very sad story, no matter how you look at it. It brought 3D ROMs to its knees. All of our development teams left or was released. And the 3D Realms name is now owned by someone with no connection to our past. I do hope that Gearbox can resurrect Duke Nukem at some point. It seems the obvious move would be to recreate Duke Nukem 3D using Unreal 5. And if it does well, then start making more Duke adventures while also expanding the universe with new characters. Scott Miller, Apogee founder. Hmm. I think it sounds like a little pitch to Gearbox in that last line there, but... <laughs> But it's also, I, I do no, love the blue, deflection. Blue point. He's like, yeah. he, he did nothing wrong. <laughs> you go through the whole I, thing. I just had to do a hat swap. I was going to do it before the segment to my Duke Nukem Forever hat. Oh, nice. Which yes. I do wear on the show, but I'm like, why am I not wearing it for this segment? Yeah. Shake it, baby. So what did you think of this uh, blog post, Swinney? I mean, look, it's very, like, I read both takes and both I can kind of like sympathize with in a way because we don't know everything that happened and there's so much bad blood as we'll get to George's response to this in a second that it's like surely some shit went down that is probably both sides are partially to blame. But I mean, look, if just, you know, by all accounts from, I remember even back all the way back in like that period of time, you were hearing them constantly moving to new engines, constantly adding new stuff and scope creep and all this stuff that basically just kept blowing the game out. And someone unfortunately had to make that hard decision. And I think that was Scott Miller's choice to make. So, Well, yeah. And look, (laughs) this is a funny, uh, like uh, blog post when you read through it, because it's like, he is the company owner and he was the company founder. He could have easily made these calls at any point. And, you know, I've worked on lots of things where it hasn't gone that well, but having something run for like 14 years <laughs> and then kind of put your hands up and go, well, it's not, nothing's my fault here. Mm. Uh, but we'll go into George Brassard's response on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, this posted as an Apogee Entertainment uh, tweet and he's replied to the tweet, quote, Scott's a clueless narcissist whose actions are what led to the gearbox suits slash friction that led us losing, led us to losing 3D Realms and the Duke IP. Mind-blowing the nonsense he spews. Not surprising due to his depth of manipulation and narcissism. Least I've had the class to keep thoughts private. Damn. <laughs> Ouch. But my, my response to that is, well, you did respond... You know, like, so that's private. It's like, you know, you <laughs> did say something, so it's not like you, you were completely silent about it. But who I, knows? Mean, Look, the I don't first know. tweet that he had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he did mention it, but I don't, I don't know what to think of this. It's, it's just terribly entertaining stuff, really. <laughs> you love the tea spilling. I love it. I, because obviously it's, it's not great to have, you know, conflict, but at the same time, I love. The whole story of Duke Nukem Forever is just so amazing. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it's already been written about, but would make the most amazing book. Yeah, we don't get... just be incredible. We kind of don't get enough of that, right, in gaming. Like, you've got Jason Schreier writing some books, but that's where he's he's been allowed to actually write those books. Mm. Like, we don't usually get tales unless people are okay with it. Like, stuff like this would be awesome to hear about. Like, what the hell's going on, like, with that? Or, or a Netflix series, please. 
I'd love to see them yeah. two in a ring fighting it out. <laughs> do you guys? So on a serious on a serious note, do you do you think that there is a chance that the Duke Nukem franchise slash uh, brand will come back, or do you think it's just the kind of character that just doesn't work anymore in in this day and age? No, I think so. I def- like I'd buy the IP if I could. I think there's value in it. So you think there'll be there'll be a good game coming out? Oh, I'm not sure about that. That's a different With, question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, Duke Nukem, regardless of how you kind of approach it, like it's mm. owned by Gearbox and. Like, look at the stuff Gearbox has done in the past. Like, they they definitely are all over the crass humor and things like that. Um, I just That's think that point, they're yeah. probably like they're, yeah. they're probably just leaving enough time mm. from Duke Nukem Forever. But I mean, Duke Nukem's cropped up like he was in Bulletstorm. There was like a version of Bulletstorm that they did where he was a playable uh-huh. character and stuff. I think he was playable. He was a character at least. So they've toyed around with the idea. But we do talk about, and this is what you mentioned. It's like, oh, how would it be? And the whole like self-aware thing, I think, you know, everyone says that idea. I almost think if you take away, and I know it's important to the older games, or it's a, not important, but it's like a big part of Duke. If you take away the just absolute misogyny part of it, and like the, the horrible depictions of women and stuff, I think Duke can still work if you take that stuff out in modern day. So. Yeah. But just on that, like I love history and you go through even recent history, last hundred years, you always have ebbs and flows, like each decade of like more conservatism, more liberalism, more conservatism. Like, I think we get very stuck in, oh, this is the way it's going to be forever. And I'm telling you right now, it's not. Like Hmm. we are very hard on a certain pendulum now of ultra PC-ness. And I feel like it's going to swing back. It's inevitable it's going to swing back. And it's probably going to swing back hard. And then I think games like Duke Nukem are like so perfectly poised to capitalize on it. It's almost like, you know, fuck you. Like here's this game and it's ultra misogynistic and ridiculous and all that kind of stuff. And it will blow up. And it won't be like the biggest game, but you know, there'll be a, a segment of the population that will love that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, you can do that stuff well, in a comedic way. Like, it's also like, what's the nature of why you're doing it? And, you know, how much do you labor certain things and how creepy you are and all that kind of stuff. I think it matters heaps. But hmm. I think, yeah, right now, you'd have to you'd make a really tame version of Duke, which I think would be kind of shit. But I think there will be a, a time in the next, you know, who knows, like, it's hard to predict the timing. But I, I think, you know, not too far away, there'll be a time where we swing back the other way a little bit and get over this ultra-ridiculous kind of behavior that everyone's in from a PC perspective. But All right, let's get into our last bit of news for Sweeney. In their recent earnings report, Ubisoft have revealed and updated release schedules for some big upcoming titles, as well as an unexpected surprise that we revealed a little bit earlier if you're watching the B-roll footage. (laughs) How hard is your boner, Sweeney? Skull and Bones. So the pirate... Don't say like that, Mike. That's not not right. The the pirate... That was the joke, huh? Your boner, Skull and Bones. (sighs) Skull and Boners. The Pirate Ship Warfare game was announced five years ago at E3 2017 and has been in development hell for nearly a decade. It has been publicly delayed at least four times. It's still on track to release this fiscal year, ending March 2023. It's been recently rated in South Korea and there's been six minutes of gameplay footage leaked online two weeks ago. Swinney, why have they not released this game? It's yeah, strange. Swinney, why? 
Well, I don't know exactly why, but the reason why I want to talk about this is because it's been a while since we talked about Skull it's and Bones. It's been a while. Um, it was quite a popular clip, so I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about Skull and Bones again. Maybe we'll get some views. <laughs> no, I actually... Shameless. I, people are all are, are super down on this game. I still have some hope that it will actually be a fun game to play. Now, it will be monetized to all hell and back. I know it's going to be horrible from that standpoint because... Oh, for sure. It's just like the perfect game to do it it's like very multiplayer focused as well yeah. but i i mean i love the, sh the ship combat in the assassin's creed games this is obviously modeled on it it's basically exactly like it um and so i still hold out some hope but geez this game has just been through so much and we you know by all accounts we're finally going to get it in the next six months but i uh, look who knows you know they've already done all those delays before so mm. but but we did mention that this footage leaked um, in one minute for the swim, but obviously that just zooms past. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy how much footage has leaked from this game. It's like that's been all the footage we've essentially seen since the launch trailer. It's just all been leaked footage. Um, but what's strange about this game is that um, they actually showcased it around the world. So, you know, I listened to a bunch of podcasts and it's amazing how many people have played this game, but like back in 2017... So, you know, you're talking about like, what, five years ago now? And the resounding, you know, uh, response from everyone is like, like, I wasn't like, oh, this is the greatest game ever, but it, it seemed very decent. And it was like, okay, this is like a year away, this game. <laughs> and it just never came out. And it's very odd to me, like, what's going on here? Like, why they didn't push it out? Especially with Sea mm. of Thieves, like, doing so well. Like, that game is like, a bit of a cult underground hit. Like, people don't realise how big that game is. Like, it's not and my that, thing, Sea of Thieves, but it's a pretty big game. And the thing is, as well, that, like, as I said, everybody always shits on this game, but people generally like that gameplay in the Assassin's Creed mm. games. So, uh, like, yes. it's like, I just don't understand it. it I just but... think it's a it's an easy punching bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, I, I, think, I think, I think, I think... So for someone like me, for example, game looks great and everything, but when you look at Sea of Thieves, it is a component of the game. When you look at Assassin's Creed, it's just a component of the game. Whereas if this is all the game is, I don't know, I, I could see it kind of working for some people, getting it a little thin pretty quickly for a bunch of other people. I liked it in Assassin's Creed because it was, you know, something you did as part of the bigger game, mm. but then you could go and actually play the Assassin's Creed game, so to speak. So it was an awesome little uh, intermission, so to speak, and it was cool just to explore bigger areas and stuff like that. But making a full game out of it? Oh, man, I don't know. Time will tell. It's certainly something that I would like to dabble in, but guaranteed it's not something that, that would capture my attention long enough. But you got to remember though, thing. those games didn't have multiplayer, and that is the the angle. Yeah, of with course, this. that's the biggest biggest yeah. difference here. But what I'm saying is for for someone something like um, um, like the other game we talked about, um, it, it's you, you get to actually play as a first person. You get to actually do some ship combat. There's a bit of a mm. mix. I think it's kind of cooler. Whereas with this, it's purely ships, and I don't know. I don't know how long that's gonna keep people entertained for. I don't know. I don't know what mystery game you were talking about. It's sea of Thieves. You couldn't remember Sea of Thieves. I had a mind, yeah. I had a bit of a mind blank. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it was weird because you said Sea of Thieves. See how that works works better because of the mix in gameplay. If this had a bit of that as well, ooh, then I could see it being way more successful. Is this but free to play? Just ship sweetie? combat. I don't. So 
so it's not been announced as free to play. Oh, okay. Now, when we talked about this um, a while back, um, that was also the around the time that Ubisoft were talking about free to play, and that uh, they were saying that they're working on free to play titles like that new Division title and yeah. and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, successful titles. I'm yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do launch this as free to play. Mm. Because okay. then, because essentially, I think For Honor's gone free to play now. I think, I think it has. No idea. I'm not very across Ubisoft games, but I yeah. am across this Ubisoft game that I'm really excited about. A day one purchase for me, you may say. <laughs> it's Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So it was announced at E3 last year. I was very excited. I loved the first game, 100 of it, and played the DLC, the Donkey Kong DLC. And as confirmed by both Ubisoft, so they said by the fiscal year, so that's March 2023, but also confirmed recently by Nintendo that this game will come out in 2022. So I feel like this might be a bit of a holiday game for Nintendo. I'm not sure what else is in their, in their lineup. So I'm expecting this in like November at the latest, which I'll be yeah, really excited to play. Considering this trailer that was almost a year ago now, like the game looked so far along back then. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's the Nintendo polish, and I, like I really highly recommend people trying this game out. Like Mario Rabbids, the first game, is just very approachable and it's very cheap actually. Like for a, you know, it's not a Nintendo game, but it's you know almost like a pseudo Nintendo game. It's probably one of the cheapest Nintendo games you can get that I've seen. Like it's regularly discounted. You know, it's very easy to pick up and play. I like highly recommend it to people. I own it three times and I've never even played the bloody game. (laughs) Yeah, I'd recommend people jump on it, but I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, A a slightly different game, (laughs) Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So this was announced four years ago in March 2017. The trailer was shown first in E3 last year. And it's still on track for release in March 2023, somewhat coinciding with Avatar 2 coming out at the cinemas at the end of the year in December 2022, which shocks me that that's actually happening. Released by March. Um, I just wanted to... I'm like, sure. how many different ways can I say by the end of fiscal year? <laughs> so I yeah. reword it different ways. But why haven't we seen gameplay of this game yet? <laughs> I do, look, I, I genuinely do not understand Avatar. Like, we all watched Avatar when it came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Or seven? Nine or seven? Nine. Mm-hmm. It's 2009. I'll bet some money yep. on that. And, like, it was kind of like, okay, that's a decent experience, I guess. It's like something different. Mm-hmm. But it's not... Have you watched Avatar again? I guess that's the question. No. No, I want no. to watch it again because the new one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I look... <laughs> I have it for a while. I I wasn't a big fan at the time, but I was impressed by because that was like the whole ad, like the real big spike in 3D yeah. and IMAX mm. and everything like that. And uh, look, I'd, I'd, I'll check out the new one, but um, I'm keen to see what this game is like because Ubisoft massive, um, you know, the, the division. I think that they they seem like a really solid developer. I'm just the only the main reason I included it here is because you know they're all kind of the big three tent games I'm talking about for this schedule, but the fact that we just have not seen anything, I just don't understand. Maybe I'm guessing this next month is the time when we're going to see it. But can I? Can, I just I don't I know I don't want to labor it, but like Avatar, right? It's to me such it's like the weirdest IP ever, and the fact that I can call it an IP when it's only had one movie is bizarre. 
can I just ask you guys a quick question? So Avatar mm. is still the highest grossing film of all time. Mm. Not Avengers. So Avengers... Because I think it, it got a re-release. Exactly. It got a re-release yeah, in China yeah. and it bumped off Avengers again. <laughs> and Avatar's getting another re-release this year before Avatar 2. So it's going to consolidate that spot. Can you guys tell me the name of one single character in Avatar? Wasn't there a Sam? Or was that the name no, of the actor? That's the, the actor. The actual actor. <laughs> uh, it's no, amazing, isn't it? Like, it's the biggest grossing film of all time. and it, it, It's quite fascinating, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can't think of a name of one single yeah. fucking I knew, character. I know that's the exact question you're going to ask, but <laughs> it's just like... Let's find out, actually. It's because like the so, every, it's the same thing you always hear. It's like no one remembers Avatar outside of the fact that yeah. it's... Fern Gully in 3D, you know, like that's basically the story. Dancing with know, Wolves, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Dancing yeah. with Wolves, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Pocahontas. Yeah, it's it's funny. And I just think there's like zero chance I'm going to go see Avatar 2. And like this game, I'm not going to get this game because it's Avatar. It's got to be a good game. It's almost, mm. to, to me, it's almost a, a negative that it's Avatar in a way. Apart from the fact that I'll, I know about it, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, and then the last game that Ubisoft, uh, was it announced or I guess, you know. Well, it announced around the same time of their earnings report, which is just, this is the surprise Sorry. I alluded to in the intro. Oh, is this the surprise? I thought yeah. it was almost Skull and Bones. Uh, that the previously China exclusive, Rabbids Adventure Party. Uh, so now it's going to be, well, that, that was what it was called in China, right? Uh, it's mm. going to be called Rabbids Party of Legends and it's getting a Western release next month. So it's coming on June 30th for PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and Stadia. Is that right? Stadia? Is that I right? I think Ubisoft, is it, still feels like, it feels like they just have a contract that they can't get out of with, with yeah, Stadia. Yeah, exactly. But, is um, Stadia still a thing? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I just, the reason why this was a surprise, because did you guys know about this, that this game existed? No. Nope. No. But you know how many Rabbids games there are, right? I know, but this is a Journey to the West themed Rabbids game. How did I never hear about this? <laughs> like the fact that like the synopsis is like the Monkey King and his cohorts Pixie, Sandy, and Tributaka <laughs> must retrace their steps in order to send themselves and the other Rabbids home again. Like just the concept is awesome. I'm not a big fan of Rabbids, and you know, I'll probably never play this game. <laughs> but the you're fact not, that it was a, a it was a game that was it was actually developed in China as well. In, in oh wow. Ubisoft's, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the studio, but it's just it's just a weird thing. And I know we've had like exclusive consoles in different regions before that you hear about years later and you know had the weird like GameCube, Panasonic Q and all like these weird consoles that are just like very region specific. But this just like I was like, what the hell? This game I just never knew this existed. It's just a real oddity to me. And did it definitely come out on the Switch? Yeah, it was only Switch. Not the Wii. No, it was Switch. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's a, like, I don't know when it came out, but it's, um, yeah, no, it's a Switch game. Oh, wow. It's, really it's actually like, if you look it up, it, sometimes it's named Rabbids Adventure, sometimes Rabbids Adventure Party. Obviously, it's a translation thing. Yeah. Um, wow, okay. But that's yeah. Weird. Yeah. No, it's, uh, interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, obviously. It's uh, <laughs> Rabbids are for kids. My kids love Rabbids. Like, I try to prevent them funny. from seeing yeah. Rabbids. <laughs> You wouldn't uh, get this game for them? Well, you're horrible, man. <laughs> Dude, on, I've got get... so many games for them. I've got hundreds of games for this them. This is like the... Per- they like rabbits. This is perfect for them. <laughs> no, on. thank you. They can watch me play Mario and rabbits. Actually, they're really... Because you know how I've got the Mario Kart uh, AR game? Mm-hmm. 
home circuit. That's what it's called. Like the real physical in life Mario yeah. Kart thing. My youngest now is calling that Ferrari. Like whenever he sees it. Because like they were both obsessed about Ferraris. They love Ferraris. Like my eldest is like, I'm going to get a Ferrari as my car. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that boy. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our final segment. So we are wrapping up the news, and as always, we will get through all of this in one minute. And each week, Swinney has to add an extra word. He's smashing it, let's be real. Even with the stumbles last week, he still had multiple seconds under his belt. And eventually when he fails, it will be turned over to a text-to-speech synthesizer. And we're going to go faster and faster and faster. (laughs) And then back to Mike, and then finally back to Swinney. Stumbles, one word, one <laughs> single word, and you call it stumbles. It was that stumble. is misrepresenting my performance, and I very much I think like that. If you've got one minute and you stumble one time in that minute, that's what you're going to be remembered for. It's, not, it's not plural, it's single, single. Anyway, <laughs> all right, um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready I, to go. I don't want to do it this week. I'm, I'm all good. Oh, okay. Let's, I'm what? protesting. I'm protesting. Let's end the show no, then. Let's end no the show. One, no one min. I took all the time to write it all up. But that's it. Like stumbles as stumbles as thrown me off. I already botched the intro. Then <laughs> we might need to re-record the intro again. I'm gonna to talk to you guys after the show, but <laughs> if you want to end it here, Sweeney, I'll press the end. Alright, let's on. do it. Let's yeah, do it. I know you wouldn't stand with that. Sega's planning multiple remakes, remasters, and other new games in 2022. Genshin Impact developers MiHoYo have announced action RPG Zenless Zone Zero. Gata Roboto Studio Joinsoft announced Gumbrella for Switch and PC. Concept art for a new Silent Hill game set in England has been leaked on Twitter. The Dead Space remake is released in January 27th next year. EA has merged Codemaster Cheshire into Criterion to work on Need for Speed. Grading firm Wido is facing a lawsuit for allegedly manipulating the retro game market. Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, and the next N64 game coming to Switch Online. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is getting three new DLC characters, including Rocco's Modern Life. Bandai Namco is shutting down mobile game Tales of Luminaria after only eight months. Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, Sunbreak Amiibo and Pro Controller Amiibo are available in to order in Australia. PlayStation 1 Core has been officially released for the Mr. Retro device. The unofficial Zelda Ocarina of Time PC port now supports 60 frames per second. John Romero has announced pre-orders for his new book called Doom Guy. And finally, some PlayStation staff are reportedly unhappy with CEO Jim Ryan's fence-sitting company statement on abortion. Well, I had way more time than I thought. You're going real, yeah. you're going hyperspeed on that one. super fast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, the Amiibo's going to take you down. Hell yeah. Nah, that's, that's, no, there were multiple stumbles there. That's fine. You can call those stumbles. <laughs> There's actually a couple of, a uh, couple of the stories I wouldn't mind chatting about a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I feel like the one min for the switch is now becoming our wrap up of the news where we just bang on about everything. Well, this week, it was just lots of stories that maybe just weren't worth an entire segment. Yeah. Especially like as much as people don't, you know, this is very, you know, behind the scenes, but a segment actually takes quite a bit of work to produce and put up the clips and stuff. So it's like, we really have to have something meaty to say, I think, to make a segment. But look, for me, um, there's a couple of things. So first of all, the fact that we got that new game from MiHoYo announced, like Genshin Impact is just raking billions. Oh, so much. And this game, like the trailer, I don't know if you guys have seen it, actually looks really, really cool. It's... Mm. I don't know if it's going to have the same impact as Genshin Impact. I doubt no it. No pun intended. <laughs> Genshin but Impact's it's... still not even out on the Switch yet. So imagine when that comes out on the Switch. Yeah. It's going to get another bump, man. But this game looks really, really cool. Mm. Uh, and I know on our live reaction, we also, uh, for the Nintendo Indie uh, Showcase, we talked about the fact that Gumbrella also looks really cool. Yeah. We should have actually mentioned that at the start of the show. Maybe because I literally think we might need to record the start of the show again. And then That's I'll fine. patch it together. Fine. But... 
we should mention, although now when I'm thinking about someone watching this in the future, I, as we mentioned at the start of the show, <laughs> we did a live reaction to the, So go back and watch our live reaction to the Nintendo Indie confusing. Showcase. Can we just paradox. name the show no title? No, that's lame. That's lame. The, the other couple of things I'll mention, and then you guys can obviously short talk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, can, we, was, can have, we can conversate, right? <laughs> conversate. Was um, Bandai Namco shutting down Tales of Luminaria? So I've actually played that game. It's actually pretty good for a mobile game. I think it's actually re- like super high production values. And obviously, I love the Tales games. Mm. But eight months. Like, fucking, that's so shit for the people. <laughs> yeah, like, no. the disabled microtransactions now, but the people that play that, like, that game actually has an unfinished story that the idea was they had episodes over time, mm. and they're just shutting that game down. It's not the first. They've had a Tales game they've shut down before, but eight months, like, that is fucking shit, man. It's a, that's it's mobile, though, right? You can't trust mobile yeah. games. Like, they... People invest so much money and they're just like, fuck off. Like Nintendo, they're shutting down a whole bunch of mobile games. And it's like, wait, but people, if they play, spend a lot of money, like surely you'd allow them to just keep playing the game. Like, why don't they do that? That's the thing. You literally can't play it anymore. It's like you can't (laughs) play it anymore. And I know no no one's probably going to cry too much about a lot of mobile games. But this game's actually pretty good. And the whole thing about game preservation is just a shit show on mobile. You know, like... must be painful being in a dev studio that you do mobile games because it's just, Man. yeah, it's a bit soulless, isn't it? Man, that's what I'm saying. Like, this game, I'm no joke, is like super top notch mm. graphically and everything. And as you're saying, like, the work that people put into this, and it's just like fucking <laughs> see ya, fucking guy. And you can never even play it again, you know, unless they've got some weird build internally, you know. <laughs> oh, well, tough shit. Hey, you must be happy about Dead Space, Mike. Yes, and also, um, Silent Hill. Big well, that's fan all of Silent Hill. Played all of them. No, loved all of them. So the reason I included Silent Hill, it got DMCA'd by Konami. Yeah, so. it seems real. It seems real. Yeah, like as soon as the DMCA is involved, I'm like, fuck it, it's going in one min. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I think my strategy would be I wouldn't DMCA stuff if mm. because I feel like it totally confirms it to people, especially when it's like you know mm. Konami DMCA. <laughs> it's mm. Like okay, it's real, guys. It's real. Um, the one thing that that stuck out to me is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which I bought, um, yay, and <laughs> they add three new DLC characters, or they're coming, and I checked the Steam, like, how many people are on Steam playing this game? It's like 50. Hmm. I was like, whoa, that's brutal. And it, yeah, look, I know that you always called this out to me, and I give you credit, and I know a lot of people did, but the lack of voice acting in the game is so frustrating. And it just feels like that would be the biggest thing that they need to change in the game yeah. rather than adding characters. Yeah, I mean, the biggest character I thought was missing was Rocco. So I'm glad yeah. they've added. And I think, are these paid ones? I think. I'm not even the, sure. I'm not even sure. Because did, I definitely didn't read anything about being free because they've added free characters already. Um, but yeah, we, we talked to the fact that they were leaning based on like Hungry Box interviews and stuff that they're like, watch this space for voice acting and just like hits. You know, ugh, like actual voices when you're hitting enemies yeah. and stuff. It just feels so artificial. I know it's like a cartoon game, but it doesn't feel like you need some life in it. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a super big shame. It does seem like it's going to be paid, like um, mm. to get Rocco, which is fine. Like it's not even super expensive or anything. It's just like, yeah. 
I could imagine that their publisher's just like, look, no one's playing this game, no one's buying it, you're not going to get like, the voice rights at this stage. It's just kind of like lost momentum. So, um, Mike, how, how about Weta? Weta facing the lawsuit. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've been following Carl... Um, what's his surname? Sorry, I'm laughing. Jobs. Jobs. It's, wa- it's Wada, but you said Weta in our Wata. chat, which made me laugh. They're the Lord of the Rings people. Lord of the Rings people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, Carl I, Jobs I actually is, went uh, there. I went to Queensland. the Weta Studios uh, when I was in New Zealand. Oh, really? You actually went to yeah. the Weta Studios? Why? Well, the Weta Cave thing that they have. Oh, okay. Um, Tourist attraction thing. Yeah, yeah good old Carl Jobs. Hello, yeah, Legends. He... Hello, Hello legends. legends. Yeah, because I was following him, so that, that's quite interesting, actually. <laughs> can, can I say, because you've just gone on like a random tangent now, but... With Carl Jobs, did you guys watch his latest video when he came out? And he's like, I'm a cheat. I've, I I've love cheated. that so much, man. You got to understand, so I saw that when I was putting my kids to bed, right? And I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I'm like, hey, kid, shut up. I got to I gotta watch this video, right? <laughs> shut up, kid. <laughs> and I wasn't really like paying attention. I was like, this is like, this is crazy. He's like cheated. Like, this is the most, this is the terrible for him, right? And then I started seeing the comments. I'm like, ah, oh, you dickhead. Because I didn't get to watch it all. But um, he's a, he's a funny I, guy. Yeah, it's about him sending in, like, you know, times to via magazine, to old gaming magazines. And that that is our generation, man. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Total Magazine, the Nintendo magazines, and all that Super Play, EGM. Dude. I miss gaming magazines. I've got a whole stack of them there. I should actually read them. I miss them. <laughs> Can I say something that would date me so badly, right? That I have a magazine right here, Nintendo Magazine System. So that was the official, it's like the Nintendo Power for Australia. And I've got like something where it has my name in it that I sent in how to get all the warp locations and all like the the magic wands or whatever they're called in Super Mario Brothers 3. So, like, I sent that in as a tip, right? Damn. I'm like, how old am I? <laughs> this is Super Mario Bros. This was, like, <laughs> topical at the time it was out. That's, like, insane. My, my biggest claim to magazine <laughs> fame was I got my question, my mail letter, whatever, posted in Hyper when I didn't... I was, like, asking them for advice. Should I get a 64 for Zelda, Ocarina mm. of Time? Or should I get a PlayStation for Final Fantasy Seven? Tough one. That could have changed your life, man. You could have been. That could have been a PS. That could have been the sacred symbols above your head. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing is, I went on to hire a PlayStation Final Fantasy Seven, and I played through disc one without a memory card, and then I, (laughs) I like, I don't know how I did it. I just literally left the console on, which is hard hard at the time because it's not like I had my own TV. So, yeah. But that was, that was like, more common back then in the day. Like, games just weren't structured in a way you could save sometimes. So you just, like, leave them on overnight even. And trying to explain to your parents why... You had to leave a mm. console overnight when they're just like, it's taking so much power. We can't afford even power well, as it is. I also, I also beat the first two thirds of Metal Gear Solid because I did again, I didn't have a memory card. And yeah. when it came to swapping the disc, I pressed the wrong button oh, <gasps> and it reset the game. And oh, so I'm like, well, there goes no. my playthrough. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. I, I, I don't know how to capture this, but Metal Gear Solid is like the first. Of this, new, like these games are super common now. They're almost like blockbuster games, you know, like Last of Us and stuff mm. like that. I feel like that game was the first of that kind, where it was almost like yeah. more like a movie game, like action piece thing. 
That game was amazing. When that came out, like, it's so hard to convey to people how <laughs> mind-blowing that game was. <laughs> yeah. That game holds up so hard. It's so fucking good. Like, mm. I wish they did make a remake of that game so that people could experience the whole thing. Um, yeah, I was super excited. I know you guys don't care about this, but the Sunbreak Amiibo finally was on order in Australia, and it's so fucking expensive. It's All disgusting. Right. All right, just using like your hands as a scale, like, um, maybe not, maybe just tell us because of the yeah. listeners, but tell me how excited you are for the Sunbreak Amiibo versus <laughs> the Sunbreak DLC expansion. I, I, well, the Amiibo more, but... <laughs> yeah, but there we go. There we go. I'm actually thinking of getting into the Sunbreak uh, a DLC. Okay. Like, I really like Monster Hunter Rise and... Because I'm always waiting for news about the Amiibo, I'm watching all the DLC trailers <laughs> and the news, and uh, there's some cool stuff in the in Sunbreak and what they're doing there. So, do you have to do all the post game stuff to be no. the right level for Sunbreak? Uh, no, so you have to beat the game though, which okay. I think is interesting that they do that. Most DLCs aren't like these days. If it's like standalone DLCs, they won't do it like that because it's kind of like a standalone DLC. You're off in a different area completely. But it's. I think. It, I think it's really weird that they're doing it like that. Maybe that's mm. just me, but because it's not like fully integrated in the game, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and the other one is that's massive news in the kind of retro community is that finally the PlayStation One core for the Mister has been officially released. It's been in beta and like the Patreon version for a, a long time now. But I, I'm like really close to buying a Mister because I feel like it's just such an easy option to hook into a TV. And it's now like they'll they'll figure out this PlayStation One stuff. So it's going to be kind of like the best way to play PlayStation One. What's the game compatibility like? Because oh, I know Mister Terrible. Yeah, because I know like that stuff's very different than you know obviously actual emulation of things. But that's why I'm just wondering: Are we talking like there's maybe a dozen games, or is there because there's such a big library to PlayStation? Oh no, no, no! Like I think it's to a point where it's a super playable. Like most games are playable. Okay. Um, but you will have examples of just games not working at all. But I think it will very shortly overtake emulation, like the PlayStation 1 core. But the other mm. emulators for like SNES and everything below SNES are really like probably the way to play those games. So, Man, do you guys remember Bleem? Yeah, 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 yeah. I still remember actually having a Bleem disc and trying on my PC. <laughs> and I tried it on Final Fantasy VII because I actually owed Final Fantasy VII before I owned the PlayStation. So I'm like, yes, I can finally play it. And it was not great. Bleem was not that good. Well, we should explain. Bleem was like an emulator for the PlayStation. I think it was like around 2000, the year 2000-ish. Yeah, it caused a massive lawsuit right that now. kind oh, of yeah. changed the industry in many ways. Totally. Um, and they had Bleemcast, which was the PlayStation version f- uh, emulator for Dreamcast as well. So. And the other one was like, you know, the uh, Nintendo 64 emulators that came out at that time, like Ultra HLE and things like that. And it's it's for me, it's never really advanced since then. Like Nintendo 64 is like a dog to try to emulate, as Nintendo found recently when they were like doing their own mm. emulator. Um so yeah, like heaps of uh, heaps of stories this week. Like hmm. again, like not really massive ones that we want to you know have a whole segment about. But and you know what, Kirby sixty four might get me to actually sign up to this Nintendo oh. sixty four expansion because I've never played it. I've always wanted to. So I might finally bite the bullet on that one. Yeah, I was thinking of playing it as well. There's there's actually a fair few good games now on the sixty four. Hmm. I'm looking forward to the uh, the Zelda games on there actually. 
Did I miss that on? Oh, okay. Yeah, like Majora's Mask and Ocarina yeah. of Time. Yeah, I really want to play those. Well, speaking of which, cool. as we had in the one min, like on the PC port, you can now play it at 60 frames per second. I'm, I'm kind of keen to check it out now that you can do that. Yeah. I wonder how it will feel. The annoying thing for me about... Obviously, like it's great people can. There's a port that people can play and stuff, but just when the new story, uh, the new sites that report on this, they always like act the way they word it is so clickbaity that it's oh, like yeah. they don't make it clear that it's obviously a fan thing. This is not Nintendo playing yeah. this freaking game as you'd expect, but it's like it just feels a little um, clickbaity. Huh? Oh, totally well, clickbaity. Speaking of. Clickbait, I guess this falls under clickbait. I was at Cash Converters uh, a couple of weeks ago, forgot to tell you guys. Wow. And they, they had a copy exist? of uh, Majora's Mask 3D, the 3DS version of it, yeah. uh, for I think it was $29 or something. Oh, that's a good deal. And I'm like, that is a freaking good deal. So good I go deal. to the guy, I want to grab that game. And he goes, ah, no, it's only the box. It's only the case. What? There's no game in it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Well, they're just selling the box. Just the, just the box for 29 bucks, yeah. Literally just no, the 3DS I, box for $29. I understand, like, yeah, eBay and stuff. the price, but yeah. I understand eBay and stuff do that because people sometimes want just the boxes and things, but cash converters just selling a box is fucking yeah. dodgy yeah, shit. Just the box. I, see if, I see if they still have it. I doubt anyone actually bought it. That's so awesome, man. By the way, that is not the platform you should probably play that game on, Mike, just calling it out there. You'd be better yeah. playing it on Switch. I'll play it on Switch here. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's kind of controversial, that pick. Um, the, I think the best way to actually play that game, Swinny, is potentially using a hacked 3DS and a patched version of Majora's oh, wow. Mask 3D. The people have patched the game. See, okay. And I think that is the pinnacle of playing that game. <laughs> but there's okay. a lot of hoops involved. I didn't obviously. know that was a thing. Yeah, it's because it's a bit disappointing what they did in that space. We don't have time to get into it. Um, wrapping up the show, Swinny... Anything coming up in the future? I, I, I'm not even sure. Well, I don't know. Well, we're getting soon, not for next week, but we're getting soon into the E3 season. So I think we'll start to see announcements of shows, but also potentially leaks coming through, mm. like leaks with proof, because that generally always happens in the lead up to this period. Now, the fact that people aren't probably sharing assets as much as they would with an actual E3, maybe we might not see leaks, but... Generally, you, you, I'm pretty confident we'll probably start getting some big news next week. And if it's a quiet week, my Final Fantasy Battle System tier list will be there. But <laughs> if it's a busy week, it'll be not happening. So I, I think we, because it's about a month away from that traditional E3 spot. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating because now E3 is not happening and you've got the Summer Games Fest. They seem, they like at least Jeff Keighley seems to be trying to compact it to June. Like it actually says on the site, it's just June. I checked last year's version in the, what is it called? The uh, uh, Wayback Machine. Wayback Machine. And it was more like June, July, August. It was like frigging all over the place, right? So I think making it compressed is super smart. Um, Normally what you find is it's almost like, uh, you know, a few weeks you get lots of news and then like the week before the E3 period, it just goes dead. You know, everyone's like saving up the news and the ammunition and things like that. So... Mike just linked me that game case for Majora's Mask. Nineteen dollars. Oh, nineteen. Oh, bargain then, I guess. Oh, yeah. I swear it was twenty nine. I don't think they dropped it because bad. no one was buying it for twenty nine. That's pretty bad. That's pretty. Bad. I don't remember the, the exact um, price. And outside of that, there's no many games coming out. Like not massive ones, and there's a few that I'm picking up, but 
Like they're more like later June, so it's kind of crazy mm. period of time. But looking forward I'm, to I'm, when E3 kind of time period drops. Yeah, I'm loving it. As you can, as I said earlier, like some games I played this week, I love. So I think it's a good chance to play those smaller games, honestly. Yes, yeah, same. I well, smaller games. Um, because I've been playing a little bit of Days Gone, and I forgot to say that at the start of the show, but I did play <laughs> a little bit of that this this week as well. Um, I think the the thing you were hinting at that there's a bit of a. a, a a game changer halfway through or whatever that a lot of people apparently don't get to. Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's the thing that I'm... Th- is it? Is it the horde? Just yeah, 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 yeah. So I ran into a mini horde already and yeah. there was some hinting in one of the missions talking about it. And it was a cool cool mechanic so far. It was pretty small for as far as hordes are, but it, it definitely... It felt tense. Wait, what do you mean um, people don't know about that? That was in all the trailers. That no, was it like wasn't. the main focus. It was in all the trailers, yeah. But it's not... It's like, huge. you have to play a fair amount of the game for the main horde the mode proper to horde, come in. yeah. Hmm. This and, is a mini horde. And it's the whole reason why they built it on Unreal Engine. Because they tried to build it with the Sony tools and they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it wouldn't cope with the amount mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, whatever they're called, infected in this shit. game. Infe- I don't know what the what, Yeah, they're never whatever. called zombie, right? That's yeah. like the rule of no, zombie stuff. Don't call them zombies. Weird reason. So, yeah. But um, but but as a result of that, it, do, it did get me thinking that if there's a bit of a lull in stuff coming out, it means Detroit becoming human. I want to play that. God of War, I want to play that. There's a few games on PlayStation that I want to hit. You play God of War now because I'm playing it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll get off um, Dying Light and play that instead. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. Uh, hopefully another busy week next week. But for now, bye-bye. Adios. See ya.